0: 18 Republicans join the Democrats in voting for wasteful spending and woke programs. Stanford backs off its harmful language list. Plus, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis gets good news on his COVID vaccine investigations. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13 minute news out. God bless the United States of America. Okay friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday, hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're gonna start with Mitch McConnell and other Republican senators who joined the Democrats in passing the massive $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that is the epitome of everything that is wrong with Washington. No Republican should have voted for this, and yet 18 did, and we'll get to them in a minute. But first, here's some comments from Steve Scalise who in just a couple of weeks will be the house majority leader uh, this is a bad bill for taxpayers uh, but it, we've got
1: to change the way that business is done in washington it's what we ran on we won the house majority on that but you see them running this thing through uh, by dark of night uh, with billions in things that uh, go, they're doing border security in foreign countries and they're impeding
0: border security in our country uh, everything about this is the wrong way to go can you believe this Border security funding for foreign countries, but what do we get for America? Nothing. According to Fox News, there is a provision in the bill that prohibits Customs and Border Patrol from, quote, acquiring, maintaining, or extending border security technology and capabilities. This is our government in action, and you can't just blame the Democrats. When Republican senators joined in and supported this measure, Representative Chip Roy put together a great Twitter thread which pointed out some of the crazy provisions that Republicans voted for. Check it out. The omnibus bill will funnel millions of taxpayer dollars to LGBT groups peddling radical gender ideology. Many of those dollars will go to organizations that target youth. This omnibus funds all manner of fantasy climate ideology, a dream come true for far left members like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who constantly whine about climate change and environmental justice, and The Omni funds pointless equity initiatives and subsidizes even more radical ideology pet projects in leftist states like California. So in those broad categories, here are a few specifics. $1 million for Zora's House, a co-working and community space built by and for women and gender expansive people of color in Ohio. $1.32 million for workforce development activities at a climate change education center in the Los Angeles County Community College District. $2 million for a community-driven air quality and environmental justice assessment at the University of Illinois. 1.5 million for equity and ecosystem health through water column development at the University of Washington. It's just a mess. And here are the 18 Republican senators who voted for it. Republican senators, Roy Blunt from Missouri, John Boozman from Arkansas, Shelly Moore Capito from West Virginia, Susan Collins of Maine, John Cornyn of Texas, Tom Cotton of Arkansas, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Jim Inhofe of Oklahoma, Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, Jerry Moran from Kansas, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Robert Portman of Ohio, Mitt Romney of Utah, Mike Rounds of South Dakota, Richard Shelby of Alabama, John Thune of South Dakota, Roger Wicker of Mississippi, and Todd Young of Indiana all voted in favor of the legislation. It's just so frustrating, and it makes me want to run against John Cornyn right now. We need a senator who will vote for conservative principles, be a leader, and not be part of the establishment swamp. These senators could have pushed one more continuing resolution to let the new GOP House come in, but they pushed this anyway, and they should pay the price. All right, next let's talk about the backlash being felt at Stanford University, but first, If you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, let's talk about Stanford University. And if you recall from Wednesday's show, the school was putting forward a harmful language list that included words like immigrant, stupid, and American. All of these words were to be purged from the university resources. Well, because of the publicity that was brought upon this crazy wokeness, Stanford is reevaluating the whole idea. Here's the story. The university hid its Elimination of Harmful Language initiative behind a login page Monday following widespread public criticism of its effort to purge potentially harmful language like survivor, victim, black box, and white paper from university websites. In a letter posted this week, the university's chief information officer Steve Gallagher said the guide does not represent university policy, nor mandates or requirements. We have particularly heard concerns about the guide's treatment of the term American, Gallagher wrote, referring to the blueprints assessment that American ascribes superiority to people from the United States. To be very clear, not only is the use of the term American not banned at Stanford, it is absolutely welcomed. he continued. Hmm, it's not just welcomed. It's absolutely welcome, except for the fact that the word American was on the list. Reasons were given for it being on the list. Alternative words were suggested because American was on the list. Here's more. The Free Beacon reported Tuesday that Stanford's IT department developed the guide in an effort to eliminate gender-based terms like landlord and ableist phrases like balls to the wall, which inappropriately attributes personality traits to anatomy. The blueprint also warned against the use of seemingly innocuous words like black box, noting that while they are not racist in themselves, they assign negative connotations to the color black, racializing the term. Make no mistake, lists like these will continue to pop up, and the only way they will disappear for good is for us to keep up the pressure. All right, next let's talk about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his push for accountability over COVID-19 vaccine issues. Last week, DeSantis announced that he was empowering a grand jury to look at COVID vaccine claims from manufacturers, which led to vaccine mandates. Those mandates then led to people getting fired, travel restrictions, and of course, side effects and deaths. Here's DeSantis from last week. In Florida, uh, we're creating uh, what we're calling the Public Health Integrity Committee. It's a committee of expert researchers that will uh, be able to assess uh, recommendations and guidance uh, related to public health and healthcare, but particularly being able uh, to offer critical assessments of things that uh, uh, bureaucracies like the FDA, CDC, and NIH um, are doing. So basically what this Health Integrity Committee is charged with doing is looking at recommendations from the CDC, NIH, and other organizations and determining if the recommendations actually follow the science or if they are driven by politics or profit as we have clearly seen over the last two years. Here's more. We know that there's been a lot of uh, faith destroyed um, in public health, uh, and I think that it's important that uh, we have folks who people actually can rely on when they're looking to answers and when they're looking for guidance on some of these really, really important issues. DeSantis is right. People need to have faith in these recommendations, and that faith has been shattered. Now, the Florida Supreme Court has given the go-ahead for DeSantis to move forward with the grand jury. A statewide grand jury shall be promptly impaneled for a term of 12 calendar months to run from the date of impanelment with jurisdiction throughout the state of Florida to investigate crime, return indictments, make presentations, and otherwise perform all functions of a grand jury with regard to the offenses stated herein, the high court wrote in its decision. Great news for DeSantis, Florida, and the entire country. If these drug manufacturers knowingly misled the American people, we need to know about it. And leaders both in the corporate and political arenas need to face the consequences. All right, next let's talk about the crisis at America's southern border. Friends, the situation is getting worse. And if Title 42 is lifted, we are going to see a tidal wave of illegal border crossings far worse than we are seeing now. Here's an update.
1: These migrants are showing up in massive numbers every single day. Case in point, we'll start you off here in Eagle Pass this morning. Take a look at the thermal drone video our team shot just after sunrise this morning. Once again, like clockwork, another group of several hundred migrants crossing illegally into private property up here. We continue to see this every single morning. Largely Cubans, Colombians, and Nicaraguans crossing here. Those nationalities, for the most part, released after they are done being processed. Look at what is going on. That's one night in one location just walking on in, despite
0: the fact that according to the White House, people just don't walk right in. Now in that clip, the illegal border crossers were processed and released, supposedly to return for some court
1: date. There are many, however, who just skip
0: that process altogether.
1: These are illegal immigrant runners looking to evade after they've crossed illegally. They run across the main interstate there, I-10 in El Paso, uh, and then they disappear off into residential neighborhoods. No border patrol around anywhere, making these people you see uh, likely gotaways. And don't forget,
0: along with these millions of people crossing illegally, millions since Joe Biden came into office, there are gangs,
1: human trafficking and drugs. CBP at the Nogales port of entry stopping a train that was coming in from Mexico. They open up a secret compartment. They find 736,000 fentanyl pills and 196 pounds of meth hidden inside of a rail car. Over 700,000 fentanyl
0: pills. The day before at the same location, 300,000 pills were seized. Over 1 million fentanyl pills seized in two days at one location. And by the way, in 2021, there are around 107,000 overdose deaths in the US from fentanyl. This is what is going on every day under Joe Biden. And if we want to continue as a country, we need to stop it now. Close the border and keep it closed until there is real actual border security plan. Okay, so we've had Republicans voting for massive spending, Stanford being caught going woke, and Biden officials saying, people just don't walk across the border. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain?
1: I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain.
0: Let's start Relaxed Brain Friday with some left wing wokeness from the entertainment world. Now you might have seen reports of Hollywood lefties jumping on this bandwagon of cultural appropriation. How if there's a gay character, you can only use a gay actor. Or if there's a character that's transgender, you have to use a transgender person. Forget the fact that this is acting, and people who act are supposed to play different roles. That's the whole idea. Well now, apparently, it extends to the world of make-believe characters as well. In particular, tall blue aliens. Here's the story. A film and television critic was mercilessly mocked for claiming white people portraying blue aliens in the newest Avatar movie were guilty of culturally appropriating people of color. At some point, we gotta talk about the uh, cultural appropriation of Avatar and white actors are cosplaying as POC, wrote Woods on Twitter. It's just a mess and so not necessary, and no amount of visual effects, CGI is going to erase that. Bad lace fronts, dry synthetic braids. Jesus, fix it. Yep, apparently, Hollywood needs to recruit actual blue aliens to play the fictional blue aliens in Avatar. Unreal. Then there's former ESPN host and angry left wing radical Keith Oberman. He's been on a rampage lately, and his latest rant calls for taking baseball bats to Republicans. I wish the Democrats would play that game to 10% of the, the levels that the Republicans do until the Democrats stop rolling over for this and saying, well, we're not gonna dirty our hands. Right, when they right, go right. high, we go low. So when they go low, we get baseball bats. That should be the next you know, big, let's get Obama out there saying, when they go low, we get baseball bats. I think that would solve this completely. This guy is unreal. There's a reason why he's been fired from every place where he's worked. But the left is about unity and inclusion, right? Give me a break. And then how about these headlines from the Babylon Bee? US agrees to send Ukraine one unused border wall. That sounds about right. Billions and billions for Ukraine, but we can't and won't even protect our own border. And then just in time for Christmas, we have this breaking news. Hallmark researchers say they are close to developing a second movie plot. Hey, don't shoot the messenger on that one. I'm just reporting the news. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a very Merry Christmas. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.